Fake Spike podcast. We missed one. We are back now. Doesn't seem like we missed all that much. We can bitch about it all in one shot. Two 45-point performances, 90 points in the two weeks since we last spoke. Vort, what is going on with this team? It seems like uh, a young team that's uh, in danger of falling apart at the seams. Uh, and talking about a young team, there is a, I literally just saw a quote by our coach that he said after the game that I'll touch base with you later. But yeah, the defense that's been showing up, that's been um, in a sad season, it's been kind of a bright spot at times. Definitely has been a topic of uh, positivity. And uh, the wheels have come off a little bit. I'm also surprised because even though, yes, he's the head coach, he's not our defensive coordinator. Salah was coming in with the reputation as a very, very solid defensive mind. Uh, obviously, we lost Marcus May to a season-ending injury. That's a veteran presence in there, keeping everybody calm. I don't want to overstate it. That's not that much of a difference. We're not talking about an all-time great, but uh, definitely a little disappointing, a little troubling. Uh, I will say this. This week's loss surprised me a lot less than uh, the loss against the Colts. I think the Colts are very well coached, but talent-wise, the Jets could have hung in there, and I just think uh, performance-wise, they just didn't get it done. Today's game, when you look back, and if you understand sports, it kind of makes sense, because a contender like the Bills, a team that's expected to be in a playoff spot, potentially make a deep run, uh, they got humbled. They didn't show up last week against the Jaguars. They paid a dear price. They took an L. And the Jets were just the unfortunate team that was now lined up to play a very good team with a chip on its shoulder. And uh, the talent level, the basically the game reflected where the two franchises are at this point to a T. And uh, it was humbling. It was sad, but not all that surprising. Uh, what were your thoughts? Well, I see, you know, people going crazy on Facebook saying, oh, this guy's supposed to be a defensive genius. And, and yes, he is, but he's the head coach. And everybody, the same people complained for years that the head coach was concentrating on defense and not doing head coach things. I don't think you can blame Salah for the defense that much. Number one, he's not he's not the defensive coordinator. That is certainly not to absolve him of doing a shitty job as a head coach because he's doing a shitty job right now. But <laughs> Sticking with the defense for a second, you you lost your, your you lost your big free agent signing who was supposed to be a big pass rusher. You you lost your safety. The, you know you you um your your secondary was never going to be a strength, which we knew. But you can't fix everything in one year, and it's not a defense of Joe Douglas or the or the coaching staff. This is just reality. The reality is the Jets apparently from the outside looking in, even before these last few weeks sacrificed the secondary and took a shot with young kids who you know would either pan out or they wouldn't a couple of them have panned out overall they have not the linebacking core is absolutely almost as terrible you know they, they have the jets basically took a bunch of you know mid mid-sized safeties i'm sorry um undersized safeties and put them at linebacker they took these guys in the in the mid to late rounds and they they appear to be trying to strike lightning in a bottle it's not going to probably not going to happen you know at the beginning of the season, you would say it's probably not going to happen. Obviously, it is not happening, and and the defense is just overmatched. So I cannot blame him for a lack of talent on his defense. I can certainly blame him for the absolutely horrifying head jo- uh, coach uh, job as a head coach that he's doing right now. His in-game management is as atrocious as every coach the Jets have ever had. His awareness of situations is as terrible. I mean, it's just it's the same shit year after year. 
coach after coach with this team, and I just don't get it. So to answer your question directly and succinctly in one shot, I am not going to get on him for the defense. It's not his job. It's his job to, you know, kind of lead the coaches who are coaching the defense, and the defense is badly badly undermanned both talent wise and body wise but uh i but i think just overall this team is never prepared every game is over in the first quarter and even though they were close score wise the game was over in the first quarter the first drive buffalo ran down the field like the jets weren't on the field at all and it's it's just the same stuff over and over again and i don't see a light at the end of the tunnel right now and it's very frustrating I do want to jump in and say that I agree with you wholeheartedly about the coach. He's He was not brought in here to fix the defense. He was brought in here to fix and lead the franchise. So while, exactly like you said, he has his imprints on the game planning, defensively, offensively, uh, I'm not going to get on him for the defense alone. It was just, uh, it's hard when the guy came in with that reputation, but it's exactly like you said. He was brought in here now to be a leader of the franchise, not just to coach up the defense. And uh, overall, yeah, the CEO. He was supposed to be the CEO. The head coach is the CEO of the whole team, and and his team is brutal. He's not a head CEO of anything. Right now, he looks like uh, he skipped two steps on the way to a promotion. He got the job because he knew somebody, and uh, we're gonna find out what he's made of. Because listen, right now it's sink or swim, and he's either gonna show us, prove to us via results, via wins, via performance on the field that he can learn, he can catch up, and uh, he can outswim this terrible tide, or he's going to go the way of every Jets quarterback and coach in my lifetime. He's going to drown, and we're going to be doing this damn cycle all over again. Um, the only positive that yeah, I want to throw I mean, out there, and the, it's a lame positive as they get, but uh, our young wide receiver is starting to produce, and uh, Elijah Moore, again, caught a touchdown. So that's uh, at least that's something to hang my hat on, and I'm definitely now banking on him being a being more of a threat than uh, Corey Davis. I actually hope that because if Elijah Moore turns oh, out to be the deep threat that we hope he is, that'll actually open up some opportunities for Corey Davis, who's clearly as oh man, oh man, I'm I'm embarrassing myself because I was leading the parade when I signed them because uh, I was just saying, listen. He managed pretty much almost a 1,000 yards playing with one of the best running backs. It's one of two ways. Either the running back opened up lanes for him or um, he miraculously managed to get almost a 1,000 yards with another talented wide receiver and uh, a superb running back. Once again, I am shown that when Jets enter a race for a young player that another franchise, a winning franchise, is willing to let go, we did not get a steal. A franchise was willing to let him go uh, because they made a choice. A.J. Brown was a better investment. It's proving to be so clear right now. But uh, listen, let's let's at least hope he's he's like him. Uh, now it looks obvious. It's like when we signed Eric Decker and everybody was like, yes, we got a true number one. And everybody who knew football said, no, no. Eric he had a stat because he... never a true number one. Exactly. <laughs> he got his numbers because he was always playing with a true number one. And his lone season as the Jets' number one receiver showed that we quickly went out and brought in Brandon Marshall. Um, so, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I, it's I, just ugly all around right now. 
Yeah, well, that's see that perfect segue. I I don't want to break the game down. There's not much to break down. It's you know the last two weeks it's been the same shit. The defense, it's like it's not on the field. It's terrible. You got the New England game. Somehow the defense played well in, against Cincinnati. Still gave up 31 points. But the other three games out of the last four, the defense a lot of the time is giving up chunks of yardage I have never seen before in an NFL game. This is Madden stuff. This is when I used to play Madden. Now I'm sure the games have gotten better. They've gotten more sophisticated. I know the AI has gotten way better on defense but i used to find the play and just use it over and over again and see if i could break 100 you know that's what it looks like these teams are doing against the jets they're like all right well i'm just gonna keep using that play until you stop it and if you don't we're gonna slaughter you and every freaking quarter the jets are giving up huge swaths of yards to guys that are wide open and, and and third third and longs and first downs it doesn't matter the bills at one point the bills scored you know three or four different times and never had the ball longer than three minutes how is that possible i mean that's awful yeah. but anyway i i don't want to break down the game there's nothing to break down it's just awful i would rather concentrate on the feelings the dark side or shit that we always talk I about agree. and i want to start with Corey davis i know yeah i know you already talked about him but this guy is is as unclutch as it gets i mean the jets i mean let's let's be realistic the jets weren't going to stay in this game anyway but it's 17-3 you know they 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 they're going down the field he, he runs he gets a play for 29 yards and then gives the ball away with two hands on the ball How, you you can't tell me you don't know this defense is going to try and take the ball in that situation they have nothing to lose just awful 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 this guy i, I, I i've been on him all year i can't stand him he he, never, he doesn't make big catches he had a couple of couple of nice games but he doesn't make big catches and then and then he's he's fumbled the ball twice in really bad situations so it's just it's just indicative of the overall malaise for lack of a better word of the entire franchise just doesn't step up and make plays and and they actually go the other way they 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 make negative plays that that are backbreakers we just we can't enjoy anything for longer than 10 seconds with this team whether it's a guy getting hurt on a touchdown or you know davis (laughs) catches the ball goes 29 yards and then fumbles you just cannot ever freaking smile for longer than it takes to have your balls kicked in Yep. This might be a very quick buyer's remorse because if anything we've learned so far, it's, uh, and again, this is coming from a guy who was, I was doing a happy dance. I was yelling from the rooftops. I was very, very excited by Corey Davis. He checked off every checkbox that I was looking for in the signing of a wide receiver. I am this close. And I, I have about half a pubic hairs between my two fingers right now Uh, i am this close to admitting buyer's remorse because he's showing that in order for him to thrive he needs another star receiver on the other side dude buyer's remorse happened the first time he he didn't make a catch that would have helped his quarterback out that's when i already that's when the buyer's remorse started for me there is almost there i mean the only thing he could do the rest of the year is turn into randy moss that would make me say i didn't regret that because i could find i could find a rookie i could find a journeyman i could find you know a, an undrafted guy who you know who who bounced around from team to team to do what Corey davis does okay i mean the jets turn guys on on the other team into one of those guys every week a guy will score you know a couple of big catches and a touchdown big freaking deal you can find guys like that everywhere but for the money they paid him and the role he was supposed to play absolutely well past buyer's remorse screw you know not even screw him this is not a family podcast fuck Corey davis he's he's dead in my eyes yeah and listen if if that's what Corey davis is get rid of him hold on to jameson crowder who doesn't make the explosive plays but at least he has sure hands good veteran presence 
let him be the slot guy and keep searching for that uh, keep searching for that guy to now apparently pair with Elijah Moore, who is shown to be breaking out of his shell, I'll say, a little bit, showing a little promise, a little glimmer of hope. So, but yeah, hope. Corey Davis, yep, you're right. That's the um, word. That's the word. Corey two... Davis can go screw himself. Fuck him. <laughs> there's two things that uh, I have on my plate that I'm dying to get your opinion on, and I, whatever else you want to discuss, I'd love <laughs> I to I know jump one into. of them. I don't know the other. <laughs> uh, well, one is obviously going to be the quarterbacks. Uh, just discuss Mike White and see if there's still quarterback controversy or. Uh, are we writing him off of their four interception game? But the more important thing is uh, I glanced at my phone. I was looking at the Jets um, news on ESPN. Uh, I wanted to read a quote to you and kind of get your take on it because uh, I want to. Okay. S- I, I just want to see your thoughts on it. Uh, defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins on Robert Saleh's post, uh, post-game message to the team. Quote, the way this league works, you got to show up. If you don't show up, you get replaced. End quote. Was Salah threatening jobs? Asked to clarify, Rankin said he was referring mainly to Foley Fatukasi's post-game speech to the team. Rankins also said their messages coincided. What do you think of the quote for the struggling team? And do you think he was threatening jobs? Or was this just a wake-up call to the young team saying, guys, uh, in, this is survival of the fittest in its purest form. If you're not getting the job done, and he might have been including himself in the group. Listen, we are at this point yeah. now, the fight for our jobs begins. And if you're not pulling your weight, Listen, I yeah. have to make changes. If that's what he's doing, then I like it. And, you know, I, I will give Salah some credit because he did not buckle under the pressure and, and name a quarterback. I like the fact that he seems to be doing it based on merit and not draft position or salary or whatever. So I thought it was big of him not to automatically say, nope, we're going back to Zach. Zach's our guy. So so there is a little bit of a precedent for him saying, hey, guys, you're going to either perform or you're not going to play. So I do like that. Um, I have to think that that. I have to believe. I won't say I have to think. I have to believe and hope that that is exactly what he's doing and saying, listen, guys, we've given up, you know, 3,000 points in the last four weeks. If you're not going to perform, then you're out. I have to think that at some point, and yes, he may be referring to himself too, because he could use a little bit of showing up too. You know, let, let's let's talk about one thing that happened in that game that was, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's minor, but it has happened to the Jets so many times. How the hell do you let the clock expire for a delay a game on a fourth and inches, oh, that, you know, that's, that's terrible. That's inexcusable. Yeah, it's, bad, yeah, it's bad enough for it to happen at all that nobody on the field has the awareness, but for the head coach not to be running down that sideline, slapping his top of his <laughs> hand against the palm of his other hand. How is that possible? So, yeah. So Robert Sala, you know, let me stay on that for one second. That is completely, as you just said, inexcusable. It is inexcusable for any NFL team. And that's, this goes back to all the things I said over the years with no football smarts no game awareness on fourth and inches in the second quarter you can burn the goddamn time out if you're gonna go for it there is no reason to take a delay a game penalty so i've bitched about that let's transfer that back into robert sala yes he 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 does a lot of little things that you would think you would want him to show up as well so i would like to think from what we've seen of him that he's accountable enough to be able to say it that includes me we all have to maybe even his coaches you know maybe even his coaches maybe salah has had enough maybe he's finally in our in our boat and has had enough and is going to 
and instead of trying to be everybody's buddy and and motivating them in this <laughs> another fucking thing we bought into the old gas yeah. no brakes thing <laughs> maybe all of that and he's he's finally getting to get in there and say okay guys take your usual monday off tuesday we start for real i would love that i would love it if he started doing that i really would so i i'm gonna go on the side of hope and say yes he's had enough and he's he's telling these guys that their jobs are on the line yeah that, no, that's all i'm going with that yeah I I tend to agree with the way you're looking at it, but uh, playing devil's advocate, let me. Obviously, yeah, we can only speculate and guess. But imagine yourself in that locker room. You just had a shitty game. Uh, to you, some someone whose opinion I respect a lot. Does that smell of desperation, or does it smell of motivation? Is that if you are a young team, you're losing. You're sitting in that locker room, and now you hear that. Are you thinking, "Fuck, he's right." I I. I get to show up and play on Sundays. I better fucking show up if I want to have this job. Or are you thinking, Jesus, fuck, now he's doing this. Now he's threatening our jobs. We're fucking trying. We just got our balls kicked in. Gave up 45 goddamn points. And this guy's threatening our job right now. Fuck him. Uh, is that uh, so? Do you, yeah, that's is there a potential that's that they'll be like, listen, that's just desperation talk. Instead of coaching us up, he's now threatening our jobs. Or is it like a wake up call? Obviously, there's no way of knowing, but um, no, that's no what I we worry can speculate. a little bit. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll, I will say this: you have played sports. I have played sports. I mean, it's been since I was a teenager, since I was on any real organized games. But I, I, I know the mentality, and I know that if he has said that to them every week, they would stop listening and say, and say "fuck this guy." I but agree. if he's right, if he has not said that yet, and he has finally had enough, and you know, and, and he's evaluating, you know, that, that tells me that I'm going to make assumptions here. I'm going to make assumptions that Salah has been the good guy. He's been trying to motivate them by not necessarily being the friend, but like trying to trying to keep them happy and 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 motivate them to play harder and whatever. And I, I think that if he did say that and a, a going with the assumption that he is threatening jobs, that he probably saw some guys mail it in in the second half when the Bills put up 28 points. So I'm thinking he probably saw some guys mail it in and it's like, all right, he might've been sending a message to specific people instead of the whole team saying, listen, you know, I am not going to single you out and embarrass you, but I saw that you gave up and nobody's giving up on this team. And, and if we're going to, what's that? That's actually a great, great thought process. If again, we'll never know, but that's a great idea that without pointing a finger and saying, Hey, you number 22, whatever, you shit the bed today. He just made it a generic team message. But if you have half a clue, you understood that you were probably at least part of the group he was addressing. Yeah. And listen, as, as a person who owns a company that has, you know, some 30 some odd employees, there are a lot of times you don't want to embarrass people in meetings, but you send a general message and the people listen. The, the, the two things are that the people in the room know who you're talking about. They don't have to be called names in front of people, whether it's in my company or on the Jets. If somebody's not doing the, the job correctly, then the other people in the room know who it is and they know who that's directed at. Okay, that's number one. Number two is the 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 if he has not been sending that message and it's no longer an empty threat and it's real, then then the people who 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 it's directed at will either respond or they won't. It's a 50-50 thing. They're going to respond or they're not. Then he has to follow through on that threat. If he does not, he's going to lose the respect of everybody else. But I have to believe that you get to the level of, of head coach in the NFL, you don't make an empty threat like that and then not follow through it. You just don't, you know. So um, I have to think that 
Um, and, and that kind of plays into the other thing I was going to say. The one other thing you said, tiny silver linings. The one tiny silver lining I see is that even though the Jets are getting smoked, they very rarely look like they have quit. They always look like they're trying hard. Uh, you know, the fact that they always, I mean, 45-17 is not a game, but the Jets, you know, they scored two touchdowns late. You know, the, you know, the fact that the Jets in every game, uh, except for the two games they won, but every other game they've gotten absolutely smoked and hung in there and and made games of it. I mean, that Colt game was was 30, what was it? It was 35 to 38 to 3, 30, 40, 42 to 3, whatever, 42 to, I forget what the score was, but the Jets were getting killed, but they they were one one you know big play away from being within a score in that game. And of course, it's garbage time. It doesn't matter. It wasn't going to happen, but they don't sh- seem to quit. So I have to think that today, you know, after the fourth straight game of the defense being terrible, someone, someone or someones probably quit a little bit and that's his message to say, listen, you can get out there and lose. We can get killed. We're going to get killed together, but you're not going to freaking give up on me or your teammates. That's that's my take on it. Yep. And listen, the only and everything you said makes sense. I see it. I I understand it. Uh, I hope that that's exactly how it went down in his head, and that's how the <laughs> locker room accepted it. Um, I will say this: the next step for him and kind of dropping the hammer is following through. Whether it's a backup defensive lineman whether it's a starting punter whoever it may be somebody is gonna have to lose their job he is gonna right there, there's gonna be a replacement there's gonna be an empty locker when everybody comes back so uh and uh, we'll find out man tuesday or wednesday some some guy we don't know well gets cut we'll know exactly why you know and you're yep. right you, you you can look you can look for the little things that that the obvious thing that the uh people don't obviously see and that could be your thing right there you just never know i mean the alternative is that he's frustrated and just threatening jobs for no reason and you know again going back to my experience as a manager you cannot threaten people if they are trying hard and not doing the job, you can fire them, but you can't you can't get on them for lack of effort if they're trying and they're just not good at it. It's your responsibility to either make them good or find people who are. Now, obviously, NFL head coach is a little different than than a manager who like like me. I could fire somebody, go hire someone else. He relies on the general manager. There's not a, a, a pool of unemployed people waiting to jump in, so it's a different scenario. But I I think that the alternative is that is that he's just frustrated and not and and I I don't think he's incompetent enough to do that because then you lose everybody you know if he's really just threatening jobs out of frustration and desperation you lose everybody like that people will see through it and yet that's when you just lost the entire locker room they're like instead of coaching and being a band of brothers and all gas no breaks now you're threatening jobs what the fuck is this Um, yeah that's how you can quickly use a locker room yeah. All gas, no breaks. Right. The, the thing is, is, is again, going back to the average football fan who just wants to see wins, right? All gas, no breaks means we're going to be out there kicking ass all the time. It doesn't necessarily mean that. The Jets the Jets are terrible. They have a lack of talent. They have rookie coaches who are doing a bad, bad job. There's no way around that. But they have tried. They have always tried. They have, they have put the effort yep. in there at all times. And I like to think that's what all gas and no breaks mean. So even though people are making fun of him, He's actually instilling that because the Jets put forth an effort. They can be getting killed by forty, and they are still trying. They're still they're still in there, you know, busting their asses, and they're just not good. They're not talented. They're not well coached. So his his all gas no breaks attitude is there. His you know the execution of of being good is just not. So I don't think it's fair for people to look at it that way. 
So I agree. And listen, for the lame silver lining that there is, you got to give them that. The, the last thing you want to see go is the effort because that's when you just, that's when it gets really ugly. At least we're just, right. we're trying. We're, we are a bad team. We are a team that's l- severely lacking talent. We are a team with a coach that's struggling a little bit or a lot of bit to find his way. Uh, but the effort is there. And that's the little bit of that comfort that we do have as Darksiders. And uh, that's it. The no, other quote, and this is the last one that I got on my end, and this one I found really troubling. Okay. Uh, let me, I gotta find it. Is this gonna uh, be Mike it, White with the first pick of the draft thing? Or, no, okay. So it was Mike White, uh, but okay. uh, the, the phrase was something about we have to, and he said we, we have to make adjustments in game when things are taken away from us. We have to be able to end the game make those adjustments and obviously of course everybody's saying listen oh, is he nice. saying we <laughs> should be uh, focusing on the players or is he kind of absolving himself a little bit of, yeah. after a four interception game saying listen i wasn't really put in the best position to succeed out there either oh, and that's yeah, trouble see, i didn't take it that way at all yeah. i didn't i didn't read it that way i read it that he is um yeah, see, I, I did not take it that he was trying to get himself out of trouble. You know, I, I took it that he's seeing what we're seeing and that the Jets just don't make the adjustments because they don't. I mean, let's face it, they don't. You know, they, they don't make adjustments most of the time. They make minor ones here and there. The two games they've won, they've made some adjustments. And maybe they make adjustments and they just don't work. They're, they're just outclassed most of the time. Yep. But, um, yeah, you, you bring up a good point. He could have been... You know, he could be passing the buck and trying to take the accountability off himself. But I read it. And again, I didn't hear anything except you telling me it. Uh, I just read it as that as him kind of calling out the coaching staff a little bit, to be honest with you. And, um, you know, I, I have no idea whether that's true or not. But Mike White, you know, you know, I'm glad you brought him up. If, uh, you know, if he is throwing somebody under the bus, whether it's everybody on his team, but him or the coaches, I mean, he, he is he's already starting to to get a little bit of a reputation for for being stupid with with what he says in the press i mean i know he was probably half joking but how do you go out there against a, a, before a game against a big division opponent who just lost and is probably looking to put up 60 on you and say that in your eyes you should have been the number one pick i mean how do you say that even joking around why why bother how about how about some freaking how about letting your you know like you did the first game and letting your play do the talk instead of you joke even jokingly making a comment like that and I, all i saw was the quote again you know just like the one you gave me i don't know what the context was but you, you can't say anything like that you know you just can't because the, the, the only way you the only way you don't look dumb is by playing like a number one quarterback and yep. clearly he didn't play like a number one quarterback today, man. when it's you're terrible. when you're a struggling bad team and on top of that it's not like you need on top of that but on top of that you have a division rival who's coming back from losing a very bad game they're hungry they want to step on the throat of a bad team and not make it a close game they want to kind of show you listen i'm the boss we slipped up next week you think you got a chance let me show you you don't little brother sit down and take notes and you come out and you're in the press giggling or making jokes or whatnot focus on the game don't give them any any material not haha material not how how could he say that about us material just you're part you're part of a really really bad team Get in there, do your homework, try to show up, try to make it a game. Just, yeah, you know, I don't know. I. I don't know what to, t- to make of, of his performance today because he was against the. He was going against the best defensive team in the league against the pass, but 
you're right. He should have been sitting there before the game saying, listen, this is this is a great team on defense. I'm going to just go out there and do my best and hope I can get some things done. You shouldn't be talking about bitterness over whether, where you were drafted four years ago because, you know, the NFL misses sometimes, but they don't miss that badly. <laughs> they don't yep. miss so badly that you get drafted in the fifth round and you get cut and you get cut again and you're on a practice squad for three years. They don't miss <laughs> that badly. So, you know, to, to, to get out there and start trashing people for not for not drafting you earlier, much less number one, is just, it, it, you know, he lost me a little bit with that. And then the performance today was just, it just wasn't good. I mean, yes, he he showed some flashes of being, you know, decent a little bit later in the game. And, you know, all he's doing is proving he's, he's a, a more competent quarterback than a guy who is clearly overwhelmed as a rookie. And that's really, that's not comforting. I mean, so, so, so Mike White can make them look like an NFL team for stretches. Big friggin' deal. Is that, is that, is that real? And I, I know I shouldn't ask because we know the answer. Is that really what we're aspiring to here? You know, this we've had this exactly discussion so many times. They're trying and, to avoid, yeah. they're trying to fall away <laughs> from know. the quarterback that uh, once every four weeks, he looks like a world beater, but the other four weeks we, he lays an egg. No, 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 no. Do not go down that road. Um, I mean, four way, interceptions. One of them. I know. Oh, my God. The Patriots are <laughs> six and four. They're slaughtering people. They're going to be in the frigging playoffs again. And there is no no difference between between them and everybody else in the league, except they have a good system and a good a good bunch of coaches and a great coach who knows how to actually put people in the right place. There's no difference because they don't have as much talent as some of these other teams, but they always, always seems to be there. They, they are they are the anti-Jets. The Jets are the, the opposite. They are never good. They are never there. The Patriots always seem to be in the mix. And even this year with, with a team that basically was kind of semi-rebuilt with a rookie quarterback, they are right in the mix and, uh, you know, the half game behind Buffalo, a half game after all of that. Buffalo was, you know, was undefeated and the Patriots of one <laughs> and three. And suddenly here they are. I mean, come on, man. Unbelievable. Oh, oh, unbelievable. I, I just I have no words. I, know. I, it, uh, I didn't mean to. I know you were talking about Mike White's four INTs, but I had to just throw out Mac, Mac freaking Jones is <laughs> okay. looking like a seasoned veteran. But uh, from those four picks, um, again, it just. It's hard to judge. It's exactly what you said. Bad team uh, for the Jets. Really good team for Buffalo. Just the stars aligned for this to not be a pretty afternoon. It wasn't. But at least we can come off the whole situation of Mike White. We just uncovered the next Tom Brady. Let's relax. Let's keep evaluating. Uh, let's not write him off. Just like let's, uh, let's not put him in the Hall of Fame. Well, they did after the first game with his jersey. But let's not make him a Hall of Fame quarterback. Let's not call him now a flash in the pan. He is likely somewhere in between. He is likely somebody who is going to survive in the NFL. Uh, somebody like a Trevor Simeon. Somebody like a Ryan Fitzpatrick who can make timely starts when needed. But uh, there is a reason that he went through the tri- uh, trials and tribulations that you listed of uh, being a low draft pick and being cut numerous times. Um, let's keep evaluating if... Um, if Zach is not ready next week, let's keep rolling with White. I don't want to hear anything about Flacco and the three passes he completed today. And uh, that's all. Let's just kind I of... Uh, in the game. <laughs> I didn't even know Flacco got in the game. I gave up on the game a little after the half and, and went and did something else. I had, uh, yeah, it wasn't like I just it. literally... It wasn't like I literally wanted to. I had something else to do, but just I, I only saw wasn't. three of White's interceptions. So. Yeah, I also wasn't watching, but then I get an alert that just had a touchdown, and I checked, and White got knocked out of the game with a small uh, knock. Uh, Flacco came in, finished the drive, and threw a touchdown. 
Oh, so so White didn't even throw the second touchdown. There you go. How about that? Huh? All right. Well, yep. here's my take on it. Zach Wilson has his job back. That's the way I look at it. Because if you're cho- if you're if you're trying to choose between a guy who you drafted and are looking to develop who you think could be a superstar and some journeyman who who now twice has been knocked out of the game with with injuries in the middle of and you know in the middle of games twice two weeks in a row uh, and and you know, his only real upside is to is to sneak in a win here and there then that is a very very clear choice to me Mike White for me to keep the job would have had to have continued to have them looking like a competent offense not necessarily flashes but he would have had to not necessarily look like the Bengals. I mean, that's a little crazy. But how about the Colts? You know, a, a, you know, a five and out on the first drive, and then and then a touchdown drive. If he continues to look like that and puts up twenty five points a game and looks competent and doesn't look like he did today, then then I would consider you know riding him until he burns out. For for me today, he burned out, and I think the Mike White experiment is over. That's just my opinion. Um, if it's not over, it's definitely just it's a light bulb that's flicking out. It's no longer that this raging fire. So maybe he gets one more week next week and uh, tries to revive. But the the fire is certainly uh, it's being put out and it's down to a small flicker. So uh, if it comes down to a choice, it's a no brainer to me. You got to keep playing Zach Wilson at this point. Uh, why did not right. show that? He took this job and ran away with it. So let's go right. back to our young kid and let's keep giving him reps. Yeah, well, Salah Sala said it right. He said that, you know, there's no reason to rush Zach back if he's not 100%. So if he's not 100% next week, you go with White again. If he is 100% next week, then it's Zach Wilson's job once again. That, that to me, is a no-brainer. There should be no question about that. You don't want to risk getting him injured, but you have seen what you needed to see with Mike White. He can be pretty good. Uh, he is not going to carry a team on his back, and I don't. You know, listen. I know that Bills are a tough team, but you know, two two to three interceptions I saw were right at guys. You know, it wasn't like you know, like like the third one that, that I saw, the guy was it was like he was fielding a punt almost. You know, he was like waiting there for it. I mean, Zach Wilson can easily do that. We don't need Mike White to be in there for that. Uh, he did. They both had their four INT games, so they both showed they're worthy of the Jets uniform. Yep, I hear you, man. Uh, I don't have much else. I mean, I just we, we can sit and bitch about the Jets all night, but I think we've uh, we've certainly exhausted the bitching for today. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we go? No, another ugly Sunday, and I look forward to doing our prediction podcast in a couple of days. I mean, I guess we could always look up uh, if I still have them. I think I do. There are predictions for the for the Colts game, but I mean, does it even matter at this point? It doesn't matter. Uh, let's let's, let's erase that, like the Men in Black, the okay. lightning switch, and let's start again this week. Okay, you got it. We'll talk later in the week, and uh, we'll we'll get a prediction. And I think they have Miami next week, correct? Yep, winnable game. All right, let's uh, see how it it's a winnable game that is now looking less winnable because the Dolphins are playing well again. So here we go. I will talk to you in a couple of days. Okay.